0: All right, we're recording. Welcome to the network. The network is our attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. Every episode is designed to help the physical, mental, spiritual, and financial health of Black people living in and traveling through America. Today's guest is a friend of mine, Onita Gage. Onita, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you, you still refer to me as a friend. You know, we have our basketball differences, so I'm glad we're still friends.
0: Oh, I, you know, I like to talk a little junk, you know, but that's the, I have to explain to people that that is the the fan side of me, you know? So fan is short for fanatic. So the fan in me has to talk a little junk every now and then, even if we have differences of opinions which we're not going to talk about or we're going to try not to talk about. Um, <laughs> you know, so we're not going to talk about last night's game. Um, but <sighs> uh, I'm, I'm I'm done with that. I'm done with that. So, Onida, yes, before, before we start, because um, I know you're going to give us a bunch of good information. I know it's going to be some good stuff to come out of here. So if people need to find you after they listen to this episode, where can they find
1: you? On Twitter at o n e d i a n g a g e, Onita Engage at Twitter. On Facebook, Onita Gauge. Just look me up on on Facebook, and I've got a couple of pages there. Uh, my uh, website is onitagaugespeaks dot com, and then uh, that should that should take care of it. If you can't reach me on those places, well, no. I will tell you the call information, but that doesn't exist anymore. So
0: right, right. I said I said something about a phone book the other day. The kids looked at me <laughs> like, I had, like I had something on my face. Okay, so Anita, you are an H Town original, originally from Houston, Texas. What was it like growing up in Houston?
1: Not very much different than it was than it is right now. I mean, we've we've always had you know the same weather, the same traffic. Uh, we've we've always had the same things. We do miss well, our icon is gone. We do miss our icon of Astroworld Six Flags. Astroworld is not here anymore. That was everyone's first job if you were if you were so inclined. Um, so we do miss that. Um, but you know we. We were the center of and hub of a lot of things, and we've done a lot of things as a as a as a city uh the space shuttle and the uh, astronauts and you know just being known for education, being known for restaurants, being known for things here we've um we uh rod page Dr. Rod Page, came out of Houston, Texas, and he went on to be one of our uh, secretary of education. so we've got a lot you know that we are you know pretty famous for.
0: I like being from Houston. I, I'm I'm a transplant, but Houston is home now. I've been here; it'll be 21 years in August. Um, Glad to have you. What happened? What happened to AstroWorld? Like, why is AstroWorld? Because I, I, I really, I still don't know. You know, so maybe I, I feel like I can ask a native Houstonian. Why is AstroWorld gone? Why Why is it no longer? So we were.
1: It, two two issues. It was landlocked, so there was no ability to grow. And in order to keep up with the times, you had to raise prices, and it was it became no longer worth the, the ticket price that they had to require to keep the doors open. There is a dealership that's called Chuck Davis dealers, the Davis Chevrolet. They won't move. They didn't buy it when they had an opportunity. Coca Cola is on the back side, and then Sam's was on the right was on the right side of it. So you didn't buy enough land at the time. You didn't project, just like we don't project well as a city about our growth and development. You didn't Mm -hmm. project well that this Mm -hmm. was going to be sustainable over years and years. Um, and we're not the native. You know, they let Arlington stay open, but Arlington has figured some ways and things out. But San Antonio's, uh, you know, Fiesta Texas is booming because it has places to go. if, if, If they bought enough land.
0: I right now in this in this moment I have a problem with Houston city managers or civil engineers or whoever it was. Because you you, you know, first of all, you the gave me planet. more history. Yeah, you gave me more history than than I ever knew, you know, as far as you know, Astro World being landlocked. I never really thought about that. Um But that that's that's a little frustrating. Then you talked about with the development. Because we just and by we I mean planners or whoever's buying all this land, we can't stop building homes in uh in the marsh for some reason. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I'm I'm a little I'm a little frustrated right now. I, I'm I'm a little frustrated and they realize the parking right now.
1: The parking for Astro World, we share that parking lot with NRG and Astrodome. Yeah, they didn't park on the Astro side. They parked across the street at AstroDome, and, where now in the NRG, walk... the Astro Hall Arena. They they never. You had to walk off. You had to walk over the bridge. There was a tram that takes you over from your parking lot to your to your to the park. Mm-hmm. So they didn't even share a parking. They didn't even have their own parking lot. The employees had a parking lot in the back, but after that, that was it. And let me let me so, give you further the there's there's a there's a space in the back of AstroWorld world previously that was a softball field they took our recreational area even and made uh several rides so we gave up every inch of land there was to give up
0: i'm so frustrated with houston right now i'm um, because <laughs> not because now i'm thinking about the the olympic bid that houston went for mm-hmm. i'm starting that's- to feel like houston didn't have a chance not a real chance he didn't that's
1: no we did know. not come. we did not come have a on,
0: chance H, come on h town come on h town so the traffic has been the same the weather has been the same um you know i made it to six flags in an astros game when i was young so i enjoyed coming here a lot of family here i love it here now um So you even went to college here in Houston and have, how many degrees do you have? I have four. What's your first degree in?
1: (laughs) I have a bachelor's in a science in economics. My next one is a master's of business administration. Okay. The third one is a Masters of Education Administrative Certificate. And then the okay. last one is a Doctorate in Business Leadership and Organizational Change.
0: And? and oh, on else?
1: the runway, I'm, com- I'm completing a, um, a Doctorate in Education. Educational Leadership. My dissertation okay. is going to be on educating, educating African-American Boys in the 21st Century.
0: Okay, let's talk about that. Let's let's just go ahead and and jump into educating African American boys in the 21st century, because you have in your profession and work history, we have author, entrepreneur, teacher, and minister. So she's smarter than most of us, y'all. Let, let me just go ahead and throw that out there. So let let's talk a little bit, just for a second, just for a second. Tell me what led you to that topic. What's leading you to that topic?
1: They're not the most resilient group in our group, in our educational groups. We have subpopulations as you know, but the rest of maybe don't know that we have testing categories and there's an African-American boy testing category. That is the, the um, it's at the end of the, it's at the end of the line. It's every time, um, is we're looking at data they're last, so that yep. subpopulation is last, and I want to know how we can get them to not be last.
0: So, for those who don't know, what are some of those uh, subpopulations?
1: So, they break down every ethnic group into gender groups, and then that part of that is going to be also if they have any. Special needs, so special ed, five hundred four, so those types of things. Those are type those special groups, and then there's a gifted and talented group as well. So they they're they're subpopulated into that, and so they they you know they don't just say African Americans are all Asians, all Caucasians, all Hispanics. They bring it down to low socioeconomic group, you know, all of that. They 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 really bring it down to the fine details of every student like even in english as a second language is a subpopulation
0: okay so what I, i'm gonna just ask a, a very broad general and probably not a very good question but i'm gonna ask it anyway um do, does the education system the way the education system is set up now how well does it work for African-American boys?
1: It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. What? It doesn't.
0: So if we wanted to... If we want to do an about face, let me say, okay, this, this isn't working. The way we're doing this is not working for African-American boys, and we wanted to do an about face. So we do an about face and we're gonna take step number one in the opposite direction. What is that first step?
1: My dream classroom is a classroom of all boys, all African-American boys. Teach them in an environment together, build a safe space for them and help them understand how to learn, teach them how to study, teach them how to grow, teach them how to be vulnerable. Teach them how to praise, teach them how to compliment, teach them the things that it takes to survive and, and to learn and to grow at the same time. That's not something that um, is authentic, authentically taught, and it definitely is not helpful. Um, it's not shared in a, in a fashion where um, I guess it's supported. It's not supported in in a lot of environments. Everybody doesn't know how to do that, and they don't say they don't. They don't. They say they do. They say they support, but there are some details that we miss in that effort.
0: Okay, um, such as what are some of the details that we're missing?
1: So there's a point at which when you can't get a young man's attention, there just you need to know. The culture, the language. You need to know what, you know, you need to learn something about that young person so you can ask the questions that starts them to thinking and get gets their attention, where they can say, you know what? This person's not distant from me. They're different from me. They may even look like me. They may not be my gender, but she's invested in my success at a level where. I am supposed to be able to, to be successful just because she sits so, or because she's standing before me. That's enough authorization right there. And so there have been times in my classrooms where I've had to say, you know, I make a reference to an artist. I make a reference to some lyrics. Or I make a reference to something that gets them a, their attention to the point where they go, oh, wait, <laughs> did she just say that? Out loud in front of us. Now we know what she know that we know. Now when she says, "I need you to know what I know," there's no defense mechanism that can come up because I don't look like I'm supposed to know that music, and you think you don't look like you're supposed to know this math. But I got news for you: that that doesn't have to be the truth.
0: Ooh, and when that's we good. have that
1: conversation, that's good. Then we get it in. That's
0: good. That's good. You don't. You don't look like you're supposed to know this music but you do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you, the, the comeback is, well, you don't look like you are supposed to know this math, but you will. Exactly. That's good. That's good. So I have a theory. Okay. Don't laugh. Okay. I'm going to try um, not to. I have no data to support this, but i w I'm not going to consider myself well read, but I read a little bit. Um, and I kind of keep up. um, when it comes to and I, I'm I'm gonna speak just kinda in terms of socioeconomics. Um when I when I look at situation A and situation B, um and they're two different places socioeconomically, you know, I look at maybe the uh the behavioral differences and how the behavioral differences are perceived in and outside of the classroom, and I look at um maybe classroom performance um, my my theory is that in the area where the socioeconomic status is not as high I think there's something in the water and I and I truly <laughs> you weren't supposed to laugh but I, I I mean that and I really mean that because
1: enjoying this episode so far. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, Breaker, Radio Public, or Pocket Casts. Now back to the show.
0: We know that, so they told us years ago that um, you are what you eat, right? So these are the things that that we were taught when we were young. Um, But we know when we go into areas um, where there is lack or, not as much quality as when it comes to the food sources or the water sources, um, those lack of nutrients stunt development and growth. Mm-hmm. So, when I say I think there's something in the water, like I genuinely believe that, okay, so if area A is not a food desert, but area B, is even if it's just a semi-arid area, you know, as far as having access to, to quality food and quality water, etc. Um, we we see we see struggles. You know, we see some struggles academically and behaviorally, and I wonder. I really truly wonder if that has something to do with it. You know, if what. These young people are consuming has affected or maybe stunted their their progress academically. I don't. Again, it's just a theory. I have no data to support it, but you know,
1: actually, you don't Flint, actually need Flint, Michigan. You don't actually need the data yourself. There is data out there that talks about what you consume does affect your brain development. It does affect your your growth. Does affect your ability to, you know, the cognitive abilities, and so it's not only in the water; it's in the chicken, it's in the food, yeah. it's in the it's in the different, um, in the different uh, antibiotics and the the different pesticides and things that are used on food that is not organic. And so when you don't buy the the quote unquote you know there's good, better, best, but when you don't buy the best food in the market, right. or you don't shop at the best market, then you get whatever you know they are considered good enough to have is how their perception is so they'll buy this so they can afford to buy this and this is what we going to give them so that's that's the difference and so yes it does make a lot of difference it makes a lot of difference in, in what they do and what they can do performance wise and the bad part is that you know we're our own we're our own enemy in that part we um there Used to be a grocery store here, at chain called Randall's, and Randall's was one of the most well. It was the well, it was yeah, one of the most expensive um, brands on the block. But because there were times when we would we would go there and buy groceries, we were thought of as bougie. But you know, you had to try to figure out how to be healthy. Um, you can't eat, you know, two piece Tuesdays every Tuesday. You takes to take some right. breaks. Right. There's some things we right. cannot eat, and I want to support the brand. But the brain has to support us and it's not. It's not a supporting moment. So you've got to ask yourself, how can we make differential changes in our in our diets and our in our in our health? And that health supports our cognitive development and that of our kids. You know, and then how do we fix that? How do we fix that situation? So that is one of those things that you have to work through the development of and until we are really able to address those situations. And we can't get any further than where we are right now. You know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, they, they despise the school lunch, but it's based on the nutrients that they say that they need in order to be that, that, uh, that superstar genius that has this type of nutrients that they take in. But again, they don't like that. Most kids go throughout the day without eating because they don't like mm-hmm. the school lunch. Even if the oh. lunch is free, they don't eat it. And So those are things that they, they you know, you, that's when you get in your own way. You stop your own growth. You stop your own your success. You do that to yourself because you have these particular desires. It's not Chipotle. It's not Chick-fil-A. It's not these things you want from Uber Eats and DoorDash. Or you drive to go get it. But it's not supporting your mental cognitive development. When we talk about when babies first get here, they talk about the, um, the importance of, of breastfeeding and nutrients. So they made a whole, um, whole chain of... Um, Of um, formula that had the same DHA, RA, you know, supplements in it. But again, that's another $10 a can, an extra $10, $5 a can, something like that. well, This is not what the, the, you know, it's not what we can afford or whatever. So you have to consider those things when you make those types of decisions, those types of choices. And then it gets right on down to grit. Do you want it? Do you want it? What do you want to do with it? Um, there's a poem that I've written. It's called "The Nerve to Dream," and it's on YouTube. You can find it. Just go look, look up on Edgauge "Nerve to Dream." And when you when you look at, you know, it says "The Nerve to Dream" and the and the desire to have more, and more what. You know, what about what we don't have is good enough? But the issue becomes, we can't stay stagnant. We can't stay in one place. We want to grow. We want to have better. We want our kids to have and know better then what? Because everything that we need in the future belongs to the hands of one of these kids. Our next everything is 18 right now, 2 right now, 12 right now, and not to be worn at this very moment, but our next everything has to be taught, has to be shown, and if we're not going to do that, then we're going to fail ourselves. There's a shirt that um, was in Bucky's Last year, I should have bought it. I took a picture of it, but it said, if you think things are bad now, remember in 20 years, the country will be run by a bunch of de- the country will be run by some people who were taught by a bunch of day drinkers.
0: <laughs> so when when you were saying, you know, the future basically is in the hand of these 18 year olds that, the, you know, my initial thought was that's that's a, that thought may be scaring some people. Uh You know, so if that thought is scary to you, then do something about it. So I want to go back. Just I I just want to touch it just basically for a second. So you talked about a lot of stuff like you (laughs) each almost each one of those things was like a separate podcast, you know, but we were just talking about nutrition. So I was going to ask, man. So with all of these hurdles, is there... You know, how real is the opportunity for success for kids who are coming out of, out of those situations? But then you say it comes down to grit. It comes down to grit. So I want to ask you this about grit. Is grit inherent? Like, are you born with it? Either you have it or you don't. Or can it be taught? Can, can we teach grit if, if they don't have it? And how do I know? If I have grit or not, is it recognizable?
1: I like that. I like that because I just sit in. I just sat, sat here and thought. One of my next t-shirts I'll make is it, that says it says "I am grit." You'll say "I am grit." Period with a period. Um, it is the whether you can be taught it or not. Um, you can be shown it. You can be shared. It and you can be encouraged to to own it and have it. Um, you can be told what grit looks like and how to exercise your ability to have grit. If you're born with it, um, I'm almost subject to say if you're born with grit, you don't you don't need it because <laughs> you'll already that's who you are. That's if you're born with grit. you don't need it. I, if, if that was the case, and I think I was born with grit, I was born with, I was born with it and, um, and I inhabited. And when I'm not being, uh, I guess gritty, if you will, then it's because maybe I don't need it at that moment. At that time, it it, is so innate in in, within me now that is not something that I even pay a, a whole lot of attention to. um, but as far as me showing it to my kids, to my students, it is showing them how to nurture the, um, showing them how to nurture that 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 deeply dwells within and has been previously ignored, rejected, and put down. It is bringing that back out. I was thinking today, and I almost put it on Facebook, and I will go back and do it now that I'm mentioning it out loud. I was a dreamer before it was chic. I was a dreamer before it was fashionable. You know, I had dreams before people said, oh, what are you dreaming about? It's like, I already had that. I wrote those yeah. down long ago and I've been marking them off the list every chance I get. So I've, I've been doing that. But when you talk about how to give it to other people, um, it's one of those things and you leave an impression on people when you have that kind of level of grit. You leave an impression. And one of my friends um, said to me, well, I had to, I said I was doing something, and his question was, well, did you make it? Did you make that? I said, no, I did not make it. He said, well, I have to ask because you know how you do. The rest of us talk about things you just go out and make happen, and I'm like, wow. And so when you realize that's the kind of impression you leave with people, you're like, whew, it's rather humbling. It is rather like, like aw, uh, because at that point, you're not thinking that, you know, I thought everybody else was doing what I was doing. <laughs> I was wrong. How's no, it
0: possible? No, you are. You're different. You know, you're different. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, because you and I have had some conversations, and I was, um, you know, I was coming to the period in the sentence. You had finished the paragraph and was on the next page, and I was like, wait, wait a minute, you know. But I, I came to learn that that's where you are. You know, that's that's where you that's you you know so i i agree with that i think that you were you you know you were probably born with grit you know and you are a a make it happen type of person you know so just having some conversations with you has has caused me you know you've had an impact on me you know so i always tell people you know so i'm doing the podcast you know i get good feedback from it but i'm like man I, i i benefit from it the most, like I'm the host and the student at the same time, (laughs) you know? Um, But it it has helped me. You have helped me. Let me be more specific. You have helped me to uh, increase my pace, you know? So I'm Uh I'm a basketball coach and and I I teach pace all day, you know? And, but there was a part of me that was because I teach pace. I want to relax when I'm not teaching pace, but Mm. you know, you, you have shown me that no, it's, it's a lifestyle, you know, so Pace is, a, for me, Pace is a lifestyle. So that was my, that was my revelation just now. Pace is a lifestyle. Um, good. That That's a lot of good stuff. We We could actually probably dig a little bit deeper into that, but maybe that's for another time. I got some other stuff I want to talk about. You are very driven and passionate. We just talked about young men, but you got a little something for young women as well. Talk about that.
1: I think I'm on my fifth book as it relates to girls. Uh, so I've I've been writing. <laughs> I've been writing um, for them for a while. A part of it is because, again, we talk about grit. You know, girls have a, um, they have it difficult. They're the dual role process that they have. They have the um, uh, uh dainty, but driven or you know you want them to be go-getters but you want them to be girly and then you you have all these dual mental roles that they're supposed to take on and so it's very hard to get in a place where they understand that you know what do you want me to do like sometimes it just wants you to pick pick what you want me to do because right now can only be one thing what do you want that to be but i if i my my goal and my 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 desire right now is to keep their chin off of their chest I don't want that anymore.
0: What do you I don't mean want them. To...
1: Well, you know, if you look at kids, we I, I see most of the girls I, I talk to mentor and, and this comes as an inspiration for it at in school. And when they're walking down the hall, they walk like this, you can't see my face. You saw the crown on my head. I hope it's looking all right because I didn't make it to the salon, but it's right here. They have their chin right here. And you can't get them to talk to you. You can't get them to make eye contact with you. You can't get them to speak. You can't get them, and I'm like well what's going on in yourself that I can't get to see you and why are you uncomfortable with who you are that we can't get to understand who you are? why can't those things happen and so again if I can keep your chin off your chest and we can get started on building you to be a woman that is you know a woman that you can be proud of and all the things that that means integrity and And wisdom and knowledge and accomplishment and dreaming and all those things how do we get that done we can't get any of that accomplished if your chin is touching your chest we can't we can't do it because somebody is not going to stop and take the time to say hello are you in there wait a minute I need you out of there can you come talk to me that kind of thing so there's that time when you have to be able to do that and so I spend a lot of time writing things and putting together things that, that make that happen. My, um, I have a, um, I don't know if she's a marketing assistant or she's a marketing guru, whatever she is to me right now. I just contracted with her recently and, and I told her that I want to talk to a thousand girls in 28 days. And she just took a deep breath. And that was my goal before the pandemic. I wanted to talk to a thousand girls in 28 days and i still do so i'm working on that um there's a book called i am and it's, it's powerful affirmations and advice for girls that's one of my books
0: i was getting that, that i that one of yours
1: it is okay. it is it's 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 it says i am powerful i okay. am you know i am honest I am a dreamer. It, it 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 lets them say something about themselves. And if you can't say it and believe it, or that it's not true today, doesn't mean it won't ever be true, not be true. We'll work it, we'll work to that. We'll work to you understanding how to dream and make those dreams executable and achieve those things. You know, it will show you how to be powerful. So I wrote a book that after that is called The Queen Within. And it is the A secular companion to um, the other book that's um, thirty weeks—a thirty-week Bible study. Um, So it's that's like the third one. Um, There's also a book called Ily. It's about the mother-daughter relationship, and so that's you know I spend time on that. I'm sure there's another one that I can't think of right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Who Love Letters a guy from a teenage girl? That was the first one. I'm like, how do you forget? <laughs> okay. But the list is a little long. So my apologies for that.
0: Okay. Um, no, no, no need to apologize. So a thousand girls in 28 days. Yes. That's good. That's good. And And these conversations will surround those, those book topics. Yes? Yes. Okay. Okay. How many, I know you got a degree in economics. If it's a thousand uh, girls in 28 days, how many girls a day is that? Right off the well, top of your head. Right
1: underneath 40. Okay. A little less than 40. <laughs> I,
0: was, I I. mean, I, I knew you knew. I knew you knew.
1: A little less than 40, right about 38.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So tell me about the... Um, Tell me about your life's philosophy. So I'm I'm reading your life's philosophies are, if not me, who, if not now, when, that's the first one. The second one, what have you done today to invest in your future? Number three, what have you done to help someone else to put their air air mask on today? So you definitely got to explain that to me. And then the fourth (laughs) thing is, what is your legacy made of? So talk about your life philosophy, especially for me. Educate me about the air mask. Okay. What, what do you mean well, by that?
1: Okay. Well, I'll answer that first. When you're on a plane, there are directions about okay. how to survive in the case of an emergency or a plane crash. And the flight attendant says, please put your air mask on first. In the event you have someone that is elderly or that will need assistance, put your air mask on first. If you don't put your own air mask on and you try to help somebody else put theirs on, they'll be breathing and you won't be. They can't help you, but you can certainly help them. But in order to help them, you have to have your own air mask on. And so when you help somebody else put their air mask on, it means that you're going to assist them with things that they previously had not um, been able to do. They didn't think was achievable. They had a lot of doubt. Maybe they had some fear associated with it. But whatever it is, you're going to assist them with overcoming their situation. That's what, that's what you should do. You should help someone overcome their situation. And then that being said, you now are both breathing, living, achieving, reaching, growing. And then you're healthy because you're living without some of those doubts that you used to have to overcome. Now you don't have to overcome them as much.
0: That's good. That's good. But the only way I can help them put their mask on is if mine is already on. Yes. Okay. So that means I got to do some self-care first. I got to do some Uh self-inventory first before I make sure I'm helping you. That's good stuff. Tell me, how many books have you written? (laughs) I'm just wondering At
1: I'm
0: going to throw out some numbers. I'm going to throw out some numbers. I mean, I know the answer, but you know, <laughs> just for those who are listening or or perhaps watching, um, I'm going to throw out a number and you just say higher or lower. Okay. 100.
1: Um, a little lower. 50. Higher.
0: Uh, 80. Right about there. That's a lot of books. So, what's the exact number? Books, books, and you—you you taught me something earlier. ISBNs. What? What's that? Give us all of that together.
1: So, what I shared with you was I had 110 ISBNs of circulation, which means my paperback books also have eBooks associated with them, and they all—they have to each have their own ISBN. So, um, that's
0: how that came to be. Okay. Okay. That's good stuff. So let me just pause here. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube, I really appreciate it. Hit the like and subscribe button. If you're listening to the podcast, give us five stars on um, iTunes. Really, really appreciate it. Tell a friend, subscribe, like, share. I appreciate it. All right. So Onita.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Dr. Gage, Dr. Gage, um, (laughs) author, entrepreneur, teacher, minister, is going to talk to at least a thousand girls in 28 days, um, is the author of nearly a hundred books. I'm sure you sleep at some point, but is there anything that keeps you up at night?
1: I, I want us to get past this achievement where African-American kids are, are behind. I want us to get that, get that right. When I consider my own story, I didn't have a me. Um, I grew up in the Northeast side of Houston. And so that was the poor district. And so in fifth grade, somebody told my mother, hey, look, get her out of here. Get her over uh, across town to, you know, somewhere better. So somewhere better ended up being Burbank Vanguard. And then um, somewhere better after that was Baylor High School. That was the number one public school at the time. I couldn't go to a private school. We couldn't afford that. I wanted to go to Kincaid, and I couldn't afford to get there. And so, um, and, and and I don't know that we couldn't afford it. I just, we didn't try hard enough. I don't mm. think we tried hard enough. We didn't try hard enough to get there. We didn't try hard enough. It wasn't we, we didn't give it any we didn't attempt at it at a hard enough level. And I think that's where we miss it. It's mm. we don't try hard enough. We don't give it all we have. We don't put any grip behind it. If it's not handed to us, then we don't we don't we don't we all oh, well, you know what it didn't happen based on what? What did we do? What did we what, what, what did we work for? Michael, we used to be able to get a note on Monday that on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday we'll be giving standardized tests. Please have your child go home and get a good night's sleeping and, and feed them a breakfast. And if they can't eat home, eat at home. Then we'll feed them at school. And there was no test prep. There was no take home packet. There was no, you know, please arrive at school with two sharpened pencils. No homework this week because we were testing. Mm-hmm. Now we've got to prepare. and We've got to cram and we got to work hard and we got to bribe and we got to beg we got to plea we got to tug and pull and back and forth and we got to negotiate we got to arm wrestle with each other some of this is with the grown people not the kids.
0: Yeah most of it most of it might And be. so
1: I say and I said this I said that to say this when can we go back to a time where education is important and our kids mean something as a, as a result of that um, you know when can we get back to what matters and really adjust and deal with what that looks like we have a chance every single day to make a difference and we just pass we just go I'm going to get around to that tomorrow I'm going to put that back on the list again for tomorrow and we and we put it at the bottom it's not at the top mm-hmm. so when mm-hmm. teachers are teaching and, and people are trying to do the thing that they do it's always some type of level of negotiation I'm like why is that if I tell you that your kid has not done the things that their kid is supposed to do, I expect that some home discipline is going to take place because if I didn't do what I was supposed to do, that was no home discipline. My teacher could spank me on the spot. So please tell me and we can't allow that because people don't have any self-control themselves. So we can't do some things, but what can we do? And again, I want there to be a level of achievement. What can we come together to do as far as that is concerned? You know, there are, there are, Millions of professionals who don't volunteer any time to do anything. What would it take for you to go 30 minutes a week to read to a classroom? To tutor someone in math, Um, make a math video, tutor it on some topic. I don't know, whatever it is, but can we figure something out so that we can get past these types of things? And then on the flip side, Encouraging our students, our children, our our culture to be a race where achievement has never been at the bottom for us. We always had to do more with less. We always had to do more with with with, I mean, we were the guinea pigs for everything. You know, when they segregated schools, they put us in that school, not them in our school. We had to leave our comfort zone. So tell me why... With that type of heritage, we lack the grit that we need to get where we need to be. I mean, at this point in time, if you have a chance to change your legacy to something that you want and can be proud of, something that has something to do with who you are going to be proud of in life, then you know, why wouldn't you do it? When some woman tells you, "Hey, look, son, I'm gonna ask you 17 more times until I not get only get on your nerves with my own to get this problem right." And I'm going to sit here and regardless how you think I, you should feel about it, I'm going to wait because I'm going to wait. We have such dynamic kids. They come up with things. You're like, you came up with that. But right. we've been doing that in our culture. Right. Somebody's son came up with a red light and somebody's daughter came up with a hot comb and somebody's don't make me go on and on. You know what I mean? You know where I'm headed. Right. So if That's you're right. telling me that we did more with less. We didn't have the internet. We were reading history out of some um, encyclopedias. We didn't have the internet.
0: Yes. Yes. You. Were. So
1: if you tell Ooh. me we can't do something, you just slapped me in my face and made me mad because I'm like, well, they didn't have television and they barely had electricity when they created this. And then they were still doing this Without the internet, without email, without Snapchat, without Facebook, without Twitter. They were doing it. And there were no, who? What about a red bottom? What? They didn't have that. They had regular stuff. They didn't even have Walmart. They had regular stuff. Yeah. And they were regular people that wanted to see change happen. And they got up every day and did it
0: it's it is one here's here's the first thing i thought about as you were talking was community we we have to embrace community
1: we don't want to live with each other
0: we don't we don't um but we will not and and i'll i'll say this with uh, with some bass in my voice <laughs> uh, I because, say with I,
1: chest.
0: Be, because I believe this we will not as a community as a culture as a city as a county, a state, nation church, no matter what it is unless the people are all moving in the same direction I'm not even going to say every person 85% of the people need to be moving together in the same direction in order for there to be some success you know and then you know i'm not even going to go into all of the different areas that we can see success in but that's that's community you know we we have to be on one accord that doesn't and, and that doesn't necessarily mean and I'm not going to dive too deep into this, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we all agree all the time. But once we get to moving in a direction, then we're moving in that direction. You know, we don't need you trying to break off and pull some people with you. I think if we could really get back to community. Because I remember nobody cares what I remember. I'm not even going to go there. All right. <laughs> you, you said a lot. No, you, you really did. You, you said a lot. Um, and I, I felt your passion. I felt your passion. and And I'm reading you said you had some women that poured into you, but that was not enough. And with the intensity that we need now. So if you're listening, if you're watching what I need y'all to understand and correct me if I'm wrong here. What I need y'all to understand is what we need now is for you to pour into people with intensity it can't be mediocre it can't be average it's got to have some pace it's got to have some tempo it's got to have some intensity poor poor entire kids pour into each other but poor entire Mm -hmm. kids go to your school and read once a week for 30 minutes that is that what you said right you said 30 minutes Mm -hmm. yeah 30 minutes 30 minutes go you know go and support the kids In in your neighborhood. They're playing ball, football, basketball, softball, baseball. Just go. You don't have to have a kid out there. You know, just go and support the families. Just go and be part of that community. We're going to do better. Mm -hmm. We're going to do better. All right. This segment, we're going to talk about some recommendeds. We're going to talk about some recommendeds. We're going to talk about recommended books. And we're going to talk about recommended music. So, what are you reading right now? What do you recommend that we read?
1: So I'm reading this book called Tax Free Wealth. Yep. Of course, it the is. economics, the economics, the economist in me says I need to figure out how to keep more of my money at my at my house.
0: <laughs> so let me do um I the the episode that was released today, you and I are recording today, but the episode that's released today was a friend of mine, uh, Alton Bell of Bell Tax Accountants. So, one of the things that we we briefly touched on, we didn't get to dive deep into it like we will in another episode, but one of the things we talked about was keeping more of your hard-earned money. Because the middle class bears the burden of America's tax issue. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tax-free wealth. What else you got?
1: Well, right now, um, I'm working on this dissertation, so I'm reading a lot of articles on achievement and education. So it's a lot of those, but um, so too many of those to name. Those are not necessarily books, they're articles, but it really is something to just Google uh, how to assist with achievement and uh, African-American achievement, African-American boys, African-American girls, uh, single gender classrooms, things like that are are very helpful uh, to to research and, and know what that is, what they're saying. How uh, health affects education. Uh, how the health affects their desire to learn. Uh, we talk about it all the time if they're hungry, and they have what they consider home problems. It's hard to. It's hard for them to hear. They have hearing loss, <laughs> segmented and fragmented mm-hmm. hearing loss. but so they cannot hear mm-hmm. you, and they can. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's also an issue of being able to trust and believe. So you got to read about that. So that's one of those things as well. Another book is a, a thousand and one ways to live wild now don't misunderstand uh it doesn't say anything like go outside and you know and you know do do anything crazy but it says a little book of everyday adventures for those of people who have forgotten how to have fun um so 333 says put a message in a bottle and float it out to sea that that can include galveston i know y'all are haters but it's okay God. 330 says eat dessert first. Don't tell what? my trainer you heard me say that. Don't do that. I'll tell my trainer. Have a picnic in your living room. Listen, stuff I like that. eat dessert
0: first. <laughs>
1: okay. I eat dessert first every
0: every chance I get. I'm just gonna be real. She she already knows. She already knows. Okay, okay, good. So we got tax-free wealth, a thousand and one ways to live wild. Um, and then you're working on your dissertation. Okay. So that's recommended reads. Let's talk a little bit about music. What what is Doctor Gage listening to?
1: So the month of June, Doctor Gage is listening to Prince on the SiriusXM channel.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I wrote this in my notes. What's your favorite Prince song?
1: Diamonds and Pearls.
0: Okay, okay.
1: That takes a lot. That like takes a lot for me to say that because um, he has a okay. lot of good music. So
0: I believe that Prince is the greatest songwriter ever.
1: We agree on that.
0: Um, my favorite Prince song is Pop Life.
1: I, I, I like that. I like Pop yeah. Life. and Pop It Life, goes right Pop along Life. with Paisley Park.
0: Yeah. Pop Life is my favorite Prince song. Okay. Um, what else? Anything else you're listening to?
1: Um, I, you know, I like a lot of jazz. So uh, David Sanborn is one of my jazz, my favorite jazz artists, artists along with Kirk Whaler. So, uh, okay. yeah, so between um, The Dream by Sanborn and The Promise by Waylon, you know, those are just two you can pick up and listen to real quick. But yeah. Okay. Alicia Keys is one of my favorite artists as well. So anything she puts okay. out, Brian McKnight put out some things recently. Um, yeah.
0: Really? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. Oh,
1: he put out two albums recently, Genesis and Exodus. Um, one of them is, one of the songs is Nobody, and the other one is um, Everything. I think that's, that might not be the full name, but Nobody and Everything. Two different songs, okay. two different albums. Okay.
0: Oh, Brian McKnight. Is This the Way Love Goes? Is still one of my favorite songs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was just, I, for some reason, I really enjoyed that. I, I love that video. You know, I used to watch it. We used to be watching uh, BET at my grandmother's house in the summer. Um, that, that is just etched in my mind. OK, I know you're not a big podcast listener, um, but hopefully, you know, when you get tired of your Kirk Whalem and, you know, you just need to turn the prints off right now because, you, you know, you need something different. Maybe you listen to, you know, to, to, to the podcast, you know, the network. I will. You're a guest.
1: Right. I will listen. There, I told you I was looking for it. I was trying to figure out how to do it, and then you said something about Apple. And I was like, "Well, I'm, I'll be right back." <laughs> <laughs> I go figure my life out. I'm gonna come back after I do my own work, I'll be right back. I'm actually, yeah, uh, right. I'm actually a part of a group of women who do a. Uh, we do something called a podcast. It's called "Bet on Black: The Women, The Legacy, and the Family." And we uh, air that show on Sunday nights. So on YouTube, so that's um, uh, that's a new project for me. Okay. that kind of kind of got uh pulled into that so uh we talked okay, about this June on black. the other day bet on black the women okay the legacy and the family
0: the women the legacy and the family okay I'm definitely mm-hmm. gonna check that out all right so this next segment it used to be called rapid fire but now I just call it the lightning round I like that okay I got some 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 random questions you know some things that i've that I've come up with to ask you, um, first thing that comes to mind, that's what I want you to give us, okay? So are you ready for the lightning round?
1: I'm ready for the lightning round.
0: Okay, I ask just about every guest this one. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why?
1: Changing minds and hearts for good.
0: Oh, that's good, that's a good one. I don't even have to ask why. Okay, here we go. If little girls generally are made of sugar, spice, and everything nice, what are the ingredients of Black Girl Magic?
1: That would be cinnamon, nutmeg, brown sugar, white sugar, um, vanilla extract. Um,
0: Look, I'm writing all of this down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay cinnamon, nutmeg, brown sugar White sugar, vanilla extract Okay keep going Or is that all
1: Eggs A little flour
0: Okay Nope nope nope
1: Oh lemon and lemon extract Mm
0: -mm. And lemon extract Okay That's the recipe
1: for a cake Michael That's a
0: pound cake recipe. That's a pound (laughs) cake recipe? I'm writing all this down. I'm like, um... All right. So all of you who possess Black Girl Magic, I want y'all to know that y'all are pound cakes as well. Thank you. All right. Love pound cake. Everybody loves pound cake. All right. (laughs) What will finally break the internet? What's going to break it?
1: Nothing. We spend a lot of time reinforcing disabilities abilities. <laughs> That's all that we do.
0: <laughs> that is true. That's
1: all we do. We spend a lot of time fixing the whole process. So we are not going to um it engineers uh financial records. It engineers um you know the lives we keep on space. Uh we can't let the internet break. We have we have lives depending upon that, and so we cannot um the latest in medical technology is that you can put your blood work in to an app and your doctor can respond to that. So things that are related to life and health are not going to have let us down in financial records. Those two things right there will keep the internet working. Fairly. Now they may stop you from using it, but <laughs> but there are going to be some people who still use the internet even right. if they stop you using it. They're going to make that happen.
0: Very true. All right. What's the favorite thing? What's your favorite thing in your closet right now?
1: Um, a dress. There's a dress. That's my favorite thing in my closet right now. Okay. Oh, my second favorite thing in my closet right now is I just started a T-shirt series. Sorry, I started a T-shirt. I started a T-shirt business and I made a T-shirt series. for the T-shirt. The name of this T-shirt is called Sexy Black Tee. So.
0: Okay, my Sexy newest Black project.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. Best advice you've ever received. Go for it. Okay, describe the color yellow to a blind person,
1: soft, fluffy, and related to lemons.
0: Okay, but if they're blind, do they know anyway? They've tasted um, a lemon, they've tasted a lemon. Okay, so they're gonna be like, Oh, they're gonna be like, Yellow, yellow yellow is tart. Is tart. is tart is tart and fluffy, okay. Here we go. Um, if a movie was made about your life, who mm. would play you? Who would play you? <laughs> if a movie
1: was made about my life, who would play me? I'm gonna go with Alicia Keys on this one. My okay. daughter would like me to okay. pick her, but I'm gonna go with Alicia Keys on this one. We gonna she gonna need to okay. sit. My daughter gonna need to sit there in the, in the director's chair. Okay. My mother would have never said that. Stop it.
0: <laughs> be like, baby, you just you are gonna have to be the the stunt double. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. All right, so s- sticking with movies, favorite movie quote.
1: Oh man. Oh. Being still and doing nothing are not the same thing. Okay. Being still and doing okay. nothing are two different things. I'm sorry. Being still and doing nothing are two different things. What the Karate Kid. For? The Karate Kid. Okay. The uh, original. The second one. The the the, the remake sec- okay. with the uh, the remake with Jackie Chan and uh, Jaden Smith.
0: Okay. One of the, one of the better remakes of all time. No, very good remake. Exactly. All right. Last question. Last question. How many of your books can you name right now? Ready, go.
1: Are you ready for ninth grade again? A Family's Guide to Success. One. The Measure of a Woman. The Blueprint. Promises, Promises. Her Story, the Legacy of Her Fight, the Journal, the Bible Study, the Devotional, and the Notebook. In Purple Ink, that's the third poetry book. Heart of a Woman, okay. the Fourth Portrait Book, the Notebook, the Notebook for Christian Teens, the Intensive Couples Retreat for Her, for Him, as We Grow Together, a Dialogue for Couples um, on This Journey, Daily Devotional on This Journey, Prayer Journal on This Daily de- on This Journey Prayer Journal Volume Two, um. The queen there's a queen within i am love letters from god from a teenage girl there are 21 books in the nehemiah series do i have to name all of them because that's a children's series there's 21 of those nehemiah found the mud i'll just give you that one
0: (laughs) okay so that would put us if we added those 20 that would be at 40 something hey that's that's pretty good you actually did better than i thought you were gonna do right there that's pretty good (laughs) But how, like, da, how your dare me? <laughs>
1: how,
0: how dare me sell you short? Okay, this last segment. This okay. last segment is called You Didn't Ask. This is the opportunity for you to give unsolicited advice. Nobody asked for it, but you're going to give it to them anyway. What you okay. Mind?
1: First of all, finish the things that you start. Okay. You grade yourself based on those things that you start but don't finish. And your story always has those unnecessary attachments to them. Share what you're going to work on with others so that they can help hold you accountable. You don't want to, oh, I don't want to tell anybody just in case I quit. That's exactly why you want to tell them so that there's no room for you to do so. That's good. Develop your own life's philosophy. You know. Develop your own life's philosophy. And if you can't develop yours, then borrow mine. Um, if not me, who? If not now, when? You can cut out procrastination that way. If it's not being done and it's not happening, then who is supposed to be doing it? If you thought of it, it's probably on your assignment list. It's probably something you're supposed to be doing. Um, What is your legacy made of? You know, do you know that? And does other people around you know it as well? You need to share that with people. I have a meeting tonight with one of my friends, and and two of my friends um and we're going to talk about life matters. We're actually going to talk about um her will and her wishes and things like that because um she's just dealt with some family matters that made it difficult for her to even have this conversation. So we're going to talk about that. Who who are your people? Um we all need people who are your people. Who do you call when you are in a crisis? Who are those people? Where are they at? And 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 when was the last time you touched base with them to let them know that you are or are not OK. Um, be willing to take risks, ones that, you know, benefit you or benefit others. Uh, remember, that it's not all about you. Uh, Robert Fulgham wrote a book. This is what I needed to know I learned in kindergarten, everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten. And it, it it gives you some things on a page. You should read that page. One of them says share and put things back where you found them, things like that. So you need to know that. Um, mm-hmm. And do something this year Before the year is out I have a book coming out called In 90 Days What will you do in 90 days And what can you figure out how to do in 90 days Take your list and figure it out In 90 days what can you do Figure out your life in 90 days Figure out what you can get done If you can't figure it out then call me I can see if I can help you out But well, really decide to do something Stop living in the margins Stop living the mediocrity Stop living being average and Stop being just okay and, and stop lying. When somebody asks like, you,
0: huh?
1: When somebody asks you, Are you okay? Or how you doing? No, yeah, you say yeah. fine. Stop lying. Stop lying. I'm calling people out on a regular basis. So if you call me and say, Hi, I'm asking you how you doing, you say fine. I go, You lying. What's really going on? Because your dro- your voice just dropped. Happened. I'm gonna call it out and call it like I see it. Some days I'm not fine, some days I'm not okay. But you know, I'm not gonna lie anymore. This is it. The pandemic should have taught you some things. I hope you're using those lessons for good and moving ahead.
0: And that and was that my unsolicited advice. You, you gave us you that listen, you gave some great stuff. So I'ma start with stop lying. So <laughs> let's not be adults. Let's not be um lying adults. You know, let's not be dishonest adults. So you gave us some great things. And the reason we don't wanna be dishonest adults is because we have to pour into people. We gotta we gotta pour into people. So we, we don't need to be liars. Finish the things you didn't start. Share what you're working on so somebody can keep you accountable. Develop your own life's philosophy. If you don't have one, you can borrow Onidas. It's good, I'm gonna make sure I share it in the show notes. Um, what is your legacy? Be willing to take risks. And then do something this year. What can you do in ninety days, Onita? That is good. That that is really really good. We we gonna wrap up here. I'm gonna make sure I put all of this in the show notes. This has been the network. This is my attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. With each interview, we are building a network of talented professionals that you can reach out and touch. Like Onita, she gave all of her information in the beginning. Make sure that you reach out and touch her. Definitely going to have her back because we're going to talk in 90 days. That's what we're going to do. We're (laughs) going to come back in 90 days and we're going to talk about what we've done in 90 days. Remember, every episode is designed to help the physical, mental, spiritual, and financial health of black people living in and traveling through America. Onita, as always, you bless my life today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for doing
1: this. Thank you for doing this. it. I appreciate your, your project. I really do. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank You're welcome. you.